You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Bueno, bueno. Hello, what's up? Buenos dias. Have we been gone for a while? Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I suddenly got tired. Oh my gosh. I meant from going live. We did not go live last week. <laughs> That's it, okay. Because we were at Fire Conference. Fire, fire, fall on us. This is a revival. Hey guys, I'm just going to check to see if the audio is actually working because you never know. Uh, but according to this, you're not actually live right now. Oh, yeah, you are. Okay, here we go. If the audio is oh, we're here. It Ta- worked. Can you talk? Uh, Hello, what's up? You're not actually live right now. Oh, yeah, you are. Okay, here we go. If the audio is actually- oh, we're here. It worked. Okay, good. Bueno, bueno, bueno. Okay, for real. Tell us where you're watching from. Oh, we can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> So we were just at the fire conference. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Um. Also, excuse my hair. I don't know what to do. Uh, when Kofi laid hands on us. Mm. When Anke. 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 Tito. <laughs> Anke. I don't know how to say his uh, name for real. Prayed over me. And then I'm sorry, oh, I don't yeah. have a favorite. I forgot all about that. That was that was the Well, what a great friend. Thank that, you. No, but that Thank was Thank you so much. No, that was the teenager's highlight of the entire thing because when he prayed over you, apparently, because my eyes were closed and I'm just receiving whatever he's saying to you. Like I'm like, yes, Lord. And then all all the teenagers can remember is ah! That's what that's what they recall. Mm-hmm. I, I I heard them talking about it like midnight or one in the morning one night. I did. I did. They were like, Vanessa was screaming and she was like, ah! I was like, mm-hmm. Okay. It's awesome, though, that the only time they've ever heard you raise your voice has been in a church service. Yeah. Isn't that good? Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. other people. Yep. And then lastly would be Mario laughing. The joy of the Lord. That was awesome. So that was it. Um, I mean, there were many great things about it. I think top would be, all, yes, the impartation from Kofi, Ankit's the the service that he was in charge of that he led. Um, mm-hmm. Just talking about being hungry, yeah. and just the manifestation of the Holy Spirit during that uh, that service. whole thing. Because I feel like it just opened something up. Yes. And our kids were able to receive on a whole different level. Yes. Beyond what they ever expected. <laughs> Exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask, think, or imagine according to his power at work within us. I think it was like an eye-opening for them. Yes. And in a spiritual sense, that service really opened their eyes spiritually. And, and enlightened the, their eyes. I loved the very last service, too. Yes. Because, like, I felt like that was an unexpected, really unexpected move of God. That was... Though you expect it. I did. I expected no, I that last expected one to it, be like that. But it, I did. I kind of... No, I kind of was like, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, they got to streamline it. It's baptism night. You know, that's going to be the focus. And that's, like, God working is the baptism. That's awesome. And now... They're not no. like that. They're not like that. I, that was, I, I was expecting that Friday night to be, wow... And they never, they don't ever have limits there. So whatever happens, happens. Like they just go with Holy Ghost. Yeah. And you can go from being baptized in the pool to right on the altar floor. <laughs> for however long you need. For however long you need. Um, and then uh, being with our girls, mm-hmm. that was a highlight. Because I think when you're separated in hotel rooms, you don't get as no. much as we got. No. Um, and you don't get to bond as much. You don't get to mm-mm. get as close with each other. No, because everybody goes to their own rooms and then they hang out with the kids. And in you're their own you're rooms. very limited at a hotel. It's yeah, easier to get in trouble at a hotel. Yes, know, it is for noise and all that stuff. And we never get in trouble for anything. Um, and uh, seeing some of our kids like really touched by the spirit of yes. God. Um, watching Nyeska. Oh, oh my gosh, that was that had me a wreck. Mm-hmm. One of our kids got pulled out. 
uh, 12-year-old. He got pulled out and just uh, prophesied over that he'd be an evangelist and he'd be used for mighty works of God. And I think it was such a spiritual thing to see that the evangelist pulled him out and like walked with him. And yeah. it was almost like it was a spiritual thing the spiritual thing like you're you're fo- you're gonna follow my footsteps you're gonna follow after me oh and i was like oh <laughs> she was done i was done she was done Jace, though man. you weren't done because you didn't know what was happening but oh, you are I, I saw the video guys i saw the video and i was crying watching the video she was oh no no she, i cried before no. even watching that someone said it we were like yeah jace got jace got prophesied over you're like what when did that happen when you were out what happened the you know the the um, preacher pulled him out and was walking with it. She's like ah, and she. <laughs> I didn't even see it yet. I she just lost heard. it. It was like it was like a delayed reaction because we all lost it already. Mm-hmm. But she was out under mm-hmm. the power, and mm-hmm. so then she lost it again. And then Jayla showed me the video, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's gonna follow after his footsteps. He's gonna be age of twelve just like him. Oh, God, you're so good. It's the impartation. Jace doesn't even know. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He's gonna talk about it when he's like twenty something. Yes. Amen. That's when the evangelist Anka imparted into me when I was twelve. Amen. I'm sorry, I go there. Yep. I think that far. So Seeing awesome. Nayeska touched by the power of God when yes. she was like, I just want to feel something the night before. And the next day she was Dunzo's. Mm-hmm. Um, Gianna. Gianna the whole time. She was. From beginning to end. Something. I don't know what happened, but something happened. Uh huh. She would just look at us randomly. Like she would look over to us and she'd be like. Yeah. She had, she she had gotten so touch with the joy excited. from the beginning. Yes. It was almost like once we showed up, Joy smacked her. Yes. It just did. Before any any of us got any type of touch, that girl was, she must have been hungry. She was like, I don't know what happened, but something happened. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, something did. Um, so her, another kid, Robert, oh. um, he kept like, we would look over and it would just be a, a random time of the service and he'd be like. Or reading his Bible. Or reading his Bible. Mm-hmm. Getting in the word. Mm-hmm. Those are some of our highlights. That While was the kids incredible. were fooling around, he was yeah. reading his Bible. Yep. It was awesome. And then Mario getting touched because Gianna had no clue why she was even going to the altar. She just wanted to go to the altar. Uh-huh. And she saw people were getting up. And I think, I don't know if she had just gotten back from the bathroom or what had happened, but she just got back. And then she saw people going up and she was like, and ran. Uh-huh. She ran like this to yeah. the altar. Uh-huh. And Mario lost it. He started crying and laughing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then other, you know, other kids from a different youth group were trying to bring a kid off the altar and was carrying So that her. was just funny, though. That was straight up. But I, Listen, I lost if it. if one of your kids go to the altar, leave them there. Don't just try to carry them back. No. Like like a like a dead body and then fall and drop them you can't see while you're walking while you're carrying this a body a body (laughs) and really just leave them there god's doing something leave me there Mm -hmm. so we were touched by the fire of god we were uh we had an amazing week and if you have an opportunity to go to the river church at tampa bay Mm -hmm. you will not be disappointed uh the spirit is willing. It's the flesh that's weak. So get there. Get there. Send your children. Send your kids. Mm-hmm. Tell them that they're from Central Summit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Register them on our Central Summit. Please. Next year. So we can win the bus. I mean the we, van. We, we need to win all of the vans next year. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I don't know. I lost it because I was just so enamored by winning that van. We were close. We were so close, but that just means we got it next year. That's what I was going to say. But we received an impartation, so if you can't get your kids to Florida, get them to uh, Encounter Youth on Wednesday night, 7 Mm p.m. at Central Assembly of God. Mm -hmm. We want to see your kids there. We are on the road to 100, 100 regular youth attenders. Amen. This Wednesday is Glow Night. It was supposed to be Neon Glow Night, but I'm not sure if that's going to get here on time because I never ordered it, and instead it's red, white, and blue Glow Night. This is so I'm dumb. looking at the stuff. This is so dumb. Listen, you need to be in charge of that stuff because I can't. I don't care. Maybe I should. Yeah, I just really don't care. I think maybe I really should. Good. Praise God. So maybe after this. To make their lives. Better. Better. <laughs> better in all ways. More fun. So how. 
<laughs> oh, we're on you? Now that's me. Okay. S. Tell us where you're watching from. Obviously, there's only one of you. I don't know what happened. Um, we normally have 7,000 watchers at a time. Because <laughs> we're influencers. Amen. Yes, we are. Follow us as we follow after Christ. Amen. Um, so today we are talking about how to use your use your words to heal. No, use your words to cure any sickness. It's the same title, okay? Well, but we can't say a part two. I know we can't, but you know the thing is, some of these things are not just. Yes, they are. They are how to use your hand, your <laughs> your words. <laughs> They're how to use your words. But you said we were gonna recap. We are gonna recap. So. Use your words and hands. Two two weeks ago, two, look at I can't do this. Look at two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. The joy of the Lord. I'm like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we talked about how to heal the sick, and so we started with if you want to do what Jesus did, you have to do what Jesus did. That was our introduction. <laughs> I know it's so profound. It's so profound. If you want to do what Jesus did, you have to do what Jesus did. And that involves doing what he did. <laughs> have you ever been involved with a word salad? A word salad? What yeah, is like, a word salad? I feel like Kamala Harris right now. Oh. But she's like, <laughs> if you want a better future... Your past is in the future. Oh, I get it. Uh, yesterday was today's yesterday, and tomorrow is yesterday's day. And she literally she's does looking that. for someone to like quote and, her and yeah. like, quote be famous for the. You know how you can look up Martin Luther King's quote and Shambok and all. But it she wants herself to be quoted. But like, it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. She'll be like, "Today will be tomorrow's yesterday." <laughs> and yesterday is the day before tomorrow. Before so <laughs> before tomorrow. So in all of that, know that today will be tomorrow's yesterday. And that's like what she says. So I feel like and that's everybody's like, <laughs> like tears streaming down their eyes for a whole bunch of nothing. So if you want to do what Jesus did, you got to do what Jesus did. Quote me. Wow, that's awesome. At me. That is awesome. Uh, at Word OTW. And use the tools God gave you. Yes. And these are some of the tools that God gave us on how to heal the sick. Jesus often went about teaching and mm -hmm. preaching the word of God, and then he laid hands on the sick. So for you to see lasting healing in people's lives, you've got to teach them the word of God. Yes. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing. By the word of God. I thought we were going to go back and forth. By the word like, of that God. That would have been so cute, you know, but you hesitated. And it was it was sad. <laughs> I feel like you're Lily right now. Also, oh, guys, my roomie, Lily. Our, you know. our highlight was also Lily. She was hilarious. Yes, I love watching her video at the Mud Run. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And she just was like. She did not. She didn't even. It she was, was not hard pretty for her at all. still at the Mud Run. Okay. All right. Sorry. So, and hearing, hearing comes by the word of God. So, if you want faith to grow in the people that you're ministering to, or the people that you're trying to um, minister healing to, mm -hmm. then you have to teach them the word of God because yep. you can get them healed through a laying on of hands, through a spiritual gift of healing, working of miracles, a gift of faith, but they'll only remain healed if they know the word of God. Mm -hmm. So they can get a miraculous healing, but if they don't know how to maintain that healing, then it it's kind of like a, a loss. And that's the, why scripture says, my people perish from lack of knowledge. Yes. They need to know it so that they are not perishing, so that they can be alive and living abundantly and all that God has for them fulfilled. They need to know it. They need to know what the word says for them to live that fulfilled life. If they don't know it, they will lack. Yeah. It, it, you can lay hands, they can be healed, but it will not last because of the lack of their knowledge. That's good. And the same the same thing happened in in Jesus day. It was it he said that he could do, well, the Bible says he didn't say it. But the Bible says that he could do no mighty miracles there because of their lack of faith. Mhm. Mm because of their doubt or unbelief. Yeah. And if faith comes by the hearing of the word of God, then in order to combat that 
you have to teach the word. Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do what Jesus did, do what Jesus did. Teach the word of God. Yeah. We can't just go into a place and expect. I think that's why apart from the spiritual gifts, which God doles out as he wills. Mm Mm-hmm. Apart from that, you can't walk into a hospital and just see everybody miraculously healed. Mm -hmm. Apart from the working of miracles, apart from that spiritual gift that God gives as he wills, you can't just walk into a hospital and see every single person healed because there's this element of growing the person's faith and and speaking life into them in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... That's good. Uh, what was the next point that we talked about? Two command. was command. So this is another uh, another portion of the recap. You have to command the person to be well. That is often what Jesus did. He actually didn't talk to sickness a whole lot. I don't know if you know that. We just figured that out a few weeks ago. Yeah, so my mind is still blown. Yeah. You know, it's often like this habit when you're praying over someone who is sick, you're cursing the sickness, you're rebuking the sickness, you're spending a lot of time, you know, attacking the sickness, but you're not really speaking to the person who is sick. Yeah. And I guess like for us, once we were studying this, we realized, no, you need to speak life to the person. Yes. Remind the person of the power and the authority that's living inside of them. And it seems like Jesus did that most of the time. He said, your whole live get up walk yes like it was like he had to remind the person of what is already active and alive in you remind the person this is what you can do and very few times you see him rebuking this the fever rebuking the sickness but the majority of the time it's let me let you let me remind you of what what you already have you already have that it reminds me of like um some of the human videos that exist out there and how the whole time it's about demonic oppression Uh it's about the you know the human video is five minutes and 32 seconds of the torment the oppression evil versus good yeah people getting beat up by the devil Mm -hmm. or demonic spirits or you know drunkenness and all that stuff and then there's eight seconds of jesus on the platform And of course he overcomes and he's the winner. But why do we spend so much time emphasizing the works of the devil and Mm -hmm. and the oppression of the devil and what the devil has done? And Jesus showed us as he was walking here on this earth, he just spoke life. Yeah. He he less times did he speak to the sickness. Mm -hmm. He spoke to the person and he spoke to their spirit. He spoke to their body. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're whole. Be thou made whole. Uh, Go. What good is it for someone to get healed and not know what they have that is powerful living inside of them? Yeah. What good is it? You may be healed, but if you still don't know the power that's living inside of you, what good is it? Yeah. You're you're still walking around defeated. You're still walk, walking around not victorious, not living with the mentality and the authority that God is giving you. So what good is it to be completely healed but not really know the power of God? Yeah. And he You'll said You'll find your, your, yourself there once again. Yes, again and again. Mm-hmm. And he said, pick up your mat and walk. He didn't say, um, legs, be strengthened. Mm-hmm. But He's, we do that. He said, pick up your mat and walk. I mean, we mm-hmm. can speak to every single, you know, molecular thing. And yes. I do, th- I think that the, I mean, the spirit of God will reveal. Yes. What mm-hmm. is needed, whether it's restoration or creation or whatever it is, the spirit of God will reveal it and show us how to pray and show us what to do. I know Ted Shuttlesworth talks about that often. Yeah. Like the Lord showed him uh, the particular miracle that was needed and he spoke to that thing. But Jesus often was just like, pick up your mat and walk. He didn't need to know that that person had, you know, whatever disease. Yeah, it almost was like what it was didn't even matter. Yeah. Like the specific, the details didn't matter. It was just per- letting the person know you can get up and live. I Bottom think, line. I think that word of knowledge helps the believer to believe yes it it helps the person to believe more when you have that word of knowledge attached to it yeah because they might know their sickness and they might know oh wow then god is pinpointing this it helps them to grab hold of it better yes Mm -hmm. and that's awesome that the spirit of god will do that absolutely that's the grace of god yes it is uh third was lay hands 
And so the Bible says in Mark 16, you use 15. Use your words. <laughs> Mark 6, 15. This is the recap. Um, it's the remix. I think it's Mark 16, 15 that it says that we need to lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. And so Jesus told us to do that. And so do it. 16, 18. Mm-hmm. 16, 18? I mean. Oh, okay. So, so it starts with 16, 15. You will... Cast out devils in my name. You will this in my name. You will that in my name. Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So that's 16, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we need to do. Lay mm-hmm. your hand. Do it because Jesus told you to do it. Yes. And that is part of a working of miracles. If you see it in scripture, it's one of the spiritual gifts that has been given to the church. That's what a working of miracles would be. Laying hands on, on the sick. So do what he said to do. Finally, now we're at today's actual <laughs> podcast slash video cast slash teaching which is using your words to heal the sick. Pray. Everybody say pray. Pray. Write pray in the comments. Pray. Pray. So can you look up this? Can you look up this? She's a mess. Uh, look up the scripture that says. Yes, ma'am. Where's my? Where's my it's Luke oh. eleven one. It is. It's right here. I have our old notes. Oh, good. Praise God. Um. We need to pray continually. If you want, that's using your words, right? Good, praise God. Yes. If you want to to heal people or see people healed through you, I don't know, however you want to say it, you know, God has empowered us. Wait, We're the willing Luke vessel. Luke 11, 1 is not pray continually. Mira, muchacha. Is this the one that says? No, it's teach us. Yeah, it says, and instead of when you pray, our Father in heaven. Oh, that's what you did. Yeah. What was that one about? That's what you did. That it, I mean, if you let's continue on your thought okay, good, though. and let's then continue. go to whatever you're saying. Let's continue your thought, and let me find what your thought is. It, Pray continually. No, it's this prayer. This kind only comes out by prayer. And oh, so you want that? And but you need to talk about the prayer thing because that was good. Matthew seventeen twenty one. So you want to do Matthew seventeen? But you think about what that was because I can't remember it now. Matthew seventeen what? 21? Sure. All right, so I got Matthew 17, 21, and you think about what that was that you did. The Luke 11 one? Yeah. Because remember, we're talking about prayer. Um, We've been gone for weeks. So if you want to see people whole, you have to be a person of prayer. Yes. And you can utilize the words that God has given you to pray, to speak to God, to be in communion with him. If you are not in communion with him, you don't know what he's like. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was able to say, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I hear my father saying. And we need to be people of prayer that we do what we see the father doing. And so often we go into life. It was so good. I was reading in um, Rodney Howard Brown's book the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, stop doing things without the anointing. You shouldn't do anything without without the anointing. And I think often we just, you know, this is my job Mm. as a believer. And you should, as a believer, lay hands on the sick. You don't have to feel something. Mm -hmm. But it's just like that unction of the Holy Ghost. Like, I feel like I should do something. I'm not great with this. I don't always do what I'm supposed to do. But you can know that better if you're in communion with God. Yes. If you are praying, if you are fasting. Mm-hmm. And so the um, Jesus, I think Jesus was up on the mountain. Yeah, Jesus was up on the mountain with Peter, James, and John, the Mount of Transfiguration. There's this, you know, Elijah and Moses are talking to Jesus. And Peter's like, hey, let's stay here. Let's create a tent and let's stay here. This is good. And Jesus basically is like, nah, let's let's go back to where we're supposed to be going. And when he comes back down, it turns out the disciples had been unable to heal a man's son. So there was a man. He had a demon-possessed son. Uh, Matthew 17, 14 starts like this. At the foot of a mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but I could not 
They could not. But they could not heal them. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people. Let me stop right there. Because here's a story of a man. His son suffers terribly with seizures. He falls into the fire or water. A demon spirit is trying to kill this boy over and over again. And he says, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Now, I want you to see something. If Jesus was not walking on the earth at this moment, that boy would have remained unhealed. Mm -hmm. Because the disciples were unable to heal him. And so often... We will put on God the fact that somebody did not get healed. Yeah. But it's not on God. Mm -hmm. The disciples were unable to heal. Jesus was able to heal him. Mm -hmm. But the disciples were unable. So when we see somebody remain sick, when we see somebody was not able to get healed, please be cautious and be careful. Don't blame it on God. Because in this instance, we see the reason why the boy could not get healed. Yeah. If Jesus was walking here on the earth, mm -hmm. that boy could have gotten healed and yep. your mom could have gotten healed. Yep. Your aunt could have gotten healed. Mm -hmm. This was a problem with the disciples. Stop putting blame on God and start looking at you and saying, I, you know, I know I'm not walking in fellowship with God the way that I should. I'm not open. I'm not hearing. I'm not receiving the teaching that I should. Yeah. We know. Mm -hmm. Like we know I spent the whole day cleaning my house and not to say like cleaning your house is wrong though it might be and i, I don't like even i don't if, want it to be right because i'm sick of cleaning my house even if a man or woman of god lay hands on that family member or on yourself and you aren't healed that's still not god's fault so right. like even like yes. even if someone came and they like these people like they're connected with god i think that even sometimes yes. we if the man or woman of god couldn't do it or nothing happened. You you also choose to them. Well, you're connected. You're connected to God. You say that God has gifted you with this, and yet I still. So it's God's fault. No. And even still, you have to recognize it is man's fault. It's not God's fault. Right. It's not God's will for you to be sick. Something else went wrong. Yes. So continuing on in verse 17, Jesus said, "You faithless and corrupt people." How long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy and it left him. From that moment, that boy was well. Verse 19. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? Verse 20. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth, if you had even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Another, um, one of the other gospels says, this kind comes out only by prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. Only by prayer and fasting. So Jesus had been in fellowship with the Father. He was able to do something that the other disciples were not able to do, and it was because he had been with the father mm -hmm. he had been devoted to prayer yeah he had been devoted to fasting some people say that this kind meant this kind of unbelief yeah. only comes out by prayer and fasting uh -huh. um because he talks here about if you had faith even as small as a mustard seed so this kind of unbelief only comes out by prayer and fasting other people say that it was that kind of demon power only uh -huh. comes out through prayer and fasting I don't know that we need to be caught up on it yeah. because both are biblically, I think, correct. Mm -hmm. um, because you see the seven sons of Sceva tried to cast out a demon spirit. And the demon spirit said, you know, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? And yeah. then they jumped on them and they they ran around away naked. Horrible. <laughs> Could you imagine if that happened at your church? Oh my. Like, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you? And then the preacher gets like, you know, mm -hmm. really beat up. Yeah. So that is something that happened. And you can see they weren't operating under the power of God. They were just using the name of Jesus that worked for some. Yeah. But it didn't work for that set of demons uh -huh. that was in that that person. Yeah. Um. So there seems to be some kind of element of authority of demons and there also seems to be some kind of uh, lack of belief. Oh, so I think e either way you take it, the point is this kind, whether it's unbelief or demon spirit, it only comes out through prayer and fasting. So if you want to be an answer to the generation that you're serving, 
Pray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fast. Mm-hmm. You want to come out with a point? Pray and fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do do what the Word of God says to do. And it, if you read in Scripture, um, you see that the disciples caught on to that. That goes right into the Luke 11 thing. Please, thank you. Yeah. Because I have no idea. The disciples caught on to that. Because if you go to Luke 11, 1, um, it says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. And we, studying this through Andrew Walmack, it says there is nowhere in the Bible where the disciples said, Jesus, teach us how to do miracles. Teach us how to do signs mm. and wonders. Teach us how to do all these other things that Jesus was doing that, you know, were, were changing people's lives, healing people. The one thing that they asked Jesus to teach them mm. was to how to pray. That's good. And they must have caught on to this life, this commu- this communing with God, this relationship that he's having with the Father yeah. is what's bringing the power. That's it's good. what's bringing the change, is mm-hmm. what's giving him the power and the authority to speak to demons, to rebuke sickness, to you know, speak, speak to the fig tree to do all these great things. Yeah. They must have come on to the fact, oh, it is because he is going off and spending time in prayer with yes. the father that's empowering him to do these great, these great things, these signs and wonders and miracles. It's that prayer time. And the disciples caught on to that. Teach us how to pray. So they were like, can you tell us how it is that you pray? Mm-hmm. Because like you go off on your own a lot. Yeah. And can you tell us what it is that you're doing when you go off on your own? Because it's obviously doing something for you that I don't have. Yes. Mm-hmm. They That's caught good. on to it. So that's how you use your words. You use your words in prayer. Mm-hmm. Use your mouth and pray and spend time with the Lord. Rather than speaking negative things or, um, you know, just talking aimlessly yeah. and being focused on like these pointless debates, go into your prayer closet mm-hmm. and spend time pray, praying and fasting. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, for today, using your words to heal the sick, this is how cast out devils. Do you know that there is an element to sickness that is related to demonic activity? Um, Jonathan Shuttlesworth writes in his book, Dominion Over Sickness, that a third of the sicknesses that Jesus um, healed in the Bible, a third of them were directly related to demonic possession. So he spoke to some type of element of demonic activity in a third of the sicknesses listed in the Gospels. And I think that's so important to know. Like here uh, in the previous scripture, Matthew 17, this boy had suffered with seizures. It said that he suffered terribly. And so nowadays we would say that boy has seizures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Period. That boy has seizures. But Jesus knew that there was a spiritual element to that particular sickness, and he cast out the demon. Yeah. And so that's not to say that every person who has a physical sickness is demon-possessed, but we have to get back to the Bible and understanding that there's a spiritual element Mm -hmm. to a lot of sickness. At least a third we see in Scripture yeah. There was a spiritual element to the sickness. And I think as you're spending time in prayer with God and you are abiding in him during that prayer time, like you are becoming one with him. You can sense that when you come across someone who yeah. comes up for prayer or is in need of prayer. You can sense, oh, this is a demonic hole. This right. is a stronghold. This is something that we need to rebuke or cast out. This is not just some physical thing right. or... This is a demonic stronghold that we need to cast out. You can sense that once you've communed with God, it's like you you can see in that realm right. much better. Because there's, there's some sickness that's caused because sickness came upon you from, you know, like a, a natural thing. Yeah. Like I ate too much sugar and I became diabetic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say something else, but okay. Like I smoked too much and I got emphysema. That's what she was looking for. Uh, <laughs> or oh, I drank too much and I got cirrhosis of the liver. That's that's her favorite. Um, mm-hmm. That's a natural cause. Mm-hmm. That's not. I mean, that's not. That's not demo- demon possession. No. When you drank too many Red Bulls and now your heart rate is up, mm-hmm. that's not demonic possession. <laughs> My son just came in here. What are you looking for? 
No, don't step on no, those no, no, shirts. No, don't step on the shirts, buddy. We're trying to make money. What are you doing? No. Thanks. No, no candy. Go ahead. Now go. Adios. Why are your eyes are like I don't know. Wrong direction. Nursery's the other way. Nursery's the other way. Ah. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a YouTube or an Instagram channel just for him. Because mm -hmm. he's I, hilarious. He is hilarious. I don't know. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, there's uh you know, you lick your hand after being on an airplane. <coughs> You're sick because you licked your hand after being on an airplane. That is natural sickness. I think Andrew Almond talks about a story. Like, he's never sick. But he talks about a time where he was, like, working really hard outside. You may have heard. Yes. He was working really hard. Yep. And, like, for hours. He had just flown back from preaching. Yeah, he never rested. He never rested. And then he did some, like, work outdoors at his house or something like that. And it was, like, strenuous and hours of it. And then he... After so many hours of this, he realized he, like, got sick. Yeah. And he knew. Like, he knew. I have not rested. I have not been taking care of my body the way it needed to be taken care of. And so, I got sick. Um, that's natural. So, there's not a demon under every single rock no. of sickness. <clears throat> However, the American church has gotten so... America has gotten so far away from the fact that there is a spiritual element behind lots of things that we see. Yeah. And so... There is a spiritual element to sickness at least a third of the time. And that's not related to, directly to the fall. Mm -hmm. Everything yeah. is directly related to the fall. And so, so it's spiritual in a sense. In, yeah. But in the Gospels, at least a third of the cases, Jesus referred to some kind of demonic activity in people who had some type of sickness. And so our position in a, as believers is that we need to take authority over that demonic spirit. Yeah. We need to use our words to rebuke that spirit mm -hmm. and command it to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how you use your words to yeah. cure that sickness. Mm -hmm. This kid had seizures in Matthew 17. There's other ones who had other things that were going on. Uh, this one, the, they would often throw them into the fire. There was a man, the demonic spirit would often throw him to the fire water. There was a man in scripture where he would cut himself. That's, that's a demonic spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We want to say whatever we want to call it, whatever we want to call it. Depression. Depression. Uh, depression. Sadness. Anxiety. Uh, releasing <laughs> dopamine and endorphins. Mm -hmm. But what scripture says is this man was filled with legions of demons. I think, I think people feel either embarrassed or ashamed to try to connect it with a demon like they may feel embarrassed like don't try to tell me I'm demon possessed I'd rather you just tell me I have psychological problems than say I'm demon possessed and the thing is it there's nothing to really like they're demons they're not that powerful no like, there's nothing to really you know be so like I feel like you put so much uh, power to them they have some things, but they don't have that much power. It really isn't, you know. Yeah, and just because a devil tried to latch itself onto you, a demon is trying to destroy you in your life, doesn't make you an evil person. No. That's not, that's not your fault. That is the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to steal from you. Mm -hmm. He's trying to kill you. He's trying to destroy you. The hope is that Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So that should bring you great joy to know I could put my finger on an issue and Jesus is more than able to take care of this. Yeah. And uh, we're able to say of the devil, is this the one that made the nations tremble? And when we say, is this the one, it means like, is this the one? Like that? Not just like, is this the one? But like that? Like, is this the one? This, this little thing? Yeah. Is, this, is this the one that I was so fearful about? Is this the one that really uh, held me back in life and didn't allow me to live the life that God had created for me to live? This one that I allowed for me to be tormented by? Right. Uh, this? This little thing? Mm, no. Yeah. So take authority over those, those <clears throat> uh, spiritual powers. I want to say it that way. Take authority over the spiritual powers because you have authority cast out the devil um 
who was it? Ted Shuttlesworth, I think, talks about R.W. Shambach and how he taught him to cast out demonic spirits. So specifically, like, a spirit of infirmity. Uh-huh. Um, he would say, I bind you. Yeah. What did he say? I bind I, you. Mm-hmm. I command you to loose, to, like, loose your hold on the person. Mm-hmm. I remember you telling me this. Go back to your master and tell them that you failed and never come back. Mm-hmm. There might have been one other step in there, but bind bind, you, bind the spirit, command it to loose the person, and, and command it to go to back hell to where you came from. Back to hell where you came from, came from, and tell your master that you failed mm-hmm. and never come back. Mm-hmm. So you command, you use your words to command that demonic spirit. I felt like at a time that I was. That our home, my home, was being tormented by some type of spirit of infirmity. And that was because, like, man, they my kids would have stomach bugs one after the other. Mm-hmm. And then Ben kept getting croup over yeah. and over and over. And then he would be done with croup and he would get an ear infection. And then he would have, like, it was left and right like double infection and then samuel would be sick oh strep throat yeah my so ben would get over an ear infection then samuel would have strep throat Mm -hmm. and then he'd get over strep throat and ben would have and it would be like all year round yes it was like there was like a time where there was like no like um no relief there was no relief there was no relief it could be the summer and they're they're really not well no one has any cold whatsoever and Samuel has strep. And high fevers. Like, yeah. high, scary fevers. Like 104. They have to take ice baths. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I got to the point where I was like, I feel like this is a spirit of infirmity trying mm-hmm. to torment my family. And no, like, no prophet came to me and said, this is the spirit of infirmity. I felt like this no is what's No prophet came to you. And how often are you in the church around men and women of oh, God? Oh, always. I, I had to have my own relationship with God, and I, as the keeper of my home, the shepherd of my home, mm-hmm. I don't have a husband, so I'm the shepherd of the home. I'm not trying to be out of order, everybody, um, just so that you know, don't come at me, because you know people will come at us. Mm-hmm. Those women, oh. those women, she says she was the shepherd of her home. What a harlot. <laughs> what a Jezebel. No. No. There, there was a she is the shepherd of her home. I right did now. my best for now. So, <laughs> so anyway, I felt I knew this is a spirit of inf- you're so annoying. All men ages sixty and up, stop. Yes, <laughs> stop. Uh, how about like, can we go lower? Forty and up, like no, stop. I'm stop. Oh yeah, yeah. 40 and up. Like, how? How are you going to leave me with a 59-year-old? Stop messaging her. How are you going to leave me with a 59-year-old? So, I felt as though there's there was a spirit of infirmity yes. act, active, try, actively trying to destroy my home. Mm-hmm. And even in my own body, there was stuff that was going on. Oh, yes. On that's right. Yes. Constantly. There mm-hmm. was stuff that was, like, I was having issues. And um, I took authority of the spirit of uh, infirmity. I took authority over it. Over and over and over again. Every time a sickness would come, I would rebuke the fever. I would not get discouraged. I would tell myself. I would I would call her or message her, and I would say, "Listen, he has a fever. I'm rebuking it in Jesus' name. I believe by tomorrow he he'll be well." And there were some times that I'd have to take him to the doctor, and I was so frustrated, but I, I remained standing on the word of God. Yeah. Through the double ear infections, through one through my one son having double ear infections and croup mm-hmm. recurrent, mm-hmm. my other son had strep throat one two yep. three times in a month mm-hmm. month and a oh, half yes. mm-hmm. he would st- he would stop with the um what are they called antibiotics he would stop the antibiotics and within two three days he wouldn't be able to turn his neck because yeah. he had such bad stress. i feel throat. like one was even on steroids yeah ben was on steroids it was ridiculous and over and over and over again the mm-hmm. steroid would help and then as soon as he was off the steroids and antibiotic, it would come back like that. And I was like, you know what? This is a spirit of infirmity. Yeah. I bind that spirit of inver- uh, infirmity. I command it to loose my children in my home in Jesus' name. I command you to go back to hell where you came from and tell your master that you lost. You failed. Yeah. And if I'm honest with you, uh, it took time. It did. It took time. But 
they have been well, haven't they? They have been well. Mm-hmm. I've been well. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I give glory to God. Yes. But there's a spiritual element to sickness. Don't just be like, oh, well. Uh, and my, like, um, Ben did get tubes in his ears. Mm-hmm. But the croup left, too. Like, mm-hmm. all the stuff, I want to give glory to God. Give him glory where it's due. Because Samuel has off- also been well. Yeah. He didn't have the recurrent strep throat mm-hmm. like he had had. Yeah. Um, and so all of that to say, because I can go on and on, is that you have authority over demonic activity in your home. You have authority over sickness. You have authority over disease. You don't have to sit back and watch sickness ravage through your family. You don't have to sit back and watch people become sick and have you know, recurrent sickness over and over and over again and feel like, man, I have no way out. No. I have no way for my children to get well and get discouraged and stop believing the word of God. Mm-hmm. Keep believing. Keep mm-hmm. fasting. Yeah. Keep praying. Keep using your words to take authority over that spirit of infirmity, over that spirit of sickness, over whatever that is trying to get a hold of your life a hold mm-hmm. of the lives of your family, the health of your family. The devil's trying to steal. Yeah. The devil's trying to just kill and destroy. You have to be the one who goes, no, you cannot come in. Yeah. I return it to sender back where it came from. Yep. You don't stop locking your door mm-hmm. because a thief keeps trying to come in and steal. I'm not going to stop locking my car door because, you know, a thief keeps trying to come in. Yeah. No, you, you keep locking it. Yeah. You keep setting up the hedge of protection around yourself mm-hmm. and saying, no, you're not welcome here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cast it out. Cast it out. Don't be afraid of it. Tell it. No. Mm-mm. I love uh, the story that Andrew Womack tells. He says how when he was a little bit younger in the Lord, but he used to have um, prayer meetings in his home. Mm-hmm. But before that happened, he, I think his grandmother used to live with them and his grandmother had passed and him and his brother had shared a room. So he was like, I'm going to go get my own room now that my grandmother passed. Um, So he went into that room. He went to sleep one night and I think things were moving in the room and there was clearly some kind of demonic activity in the room. And so he never said a word to anybody. He just moved back and was like, oh, I like this room better. I'm going to, you know, sleep with you. And so his brother, a couple of days later, decided, I want that room. So he went and he slept in the room one night, came back, never went back again. They never talked about it, but they know, like, there was, there was some kind of demonic activity in that um, room. And so he would have Bible studies and prayer, prayer nights in his home. No one would go into that room. They would go into every other room. Huh. But people stayed away from that room. Uh-huh. And one day he thought to himself, like, this is so silly. Yes. And so he went into the room and he, like, the hair stood up on the back of his, his neck. Uh-huh. Um, I was going to say the back of his head. Uh, the hair stood up on the back of his neck and he was scared. But as he was praying, the Lord told him to look. And he looked with his eyes and he saw little... He describes them as little imp-like things. Mm. And God said to him, that is what you're afraid of. Yeah. It was like these little ugly things. Yeah. Yeah. You could barely hear them, he said. Like, they they had high-pitched voices and they were tiny imp-like things. a joke. And God said, that's what you're afraid of. Yeah. And so he commanded it to go in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, it, it felt like it lifted. And so he left. The very next time they had a Bible study or a prayer night in his home, he never spoke a word of this to anybody. All of a sudden, people started going into the, that room and praying. Wow. He never told anybody. Yes. And so there was real demonic activity. Mm-hmm. And then God showed him, this is... This is it. This is what you're scared of. Uh-huh. Don't be afraid. No. Don't be... I don't care. The reason why they scream is because they're nothing. Mm-hmm. That's why your kid has tantrums. Mm-hmm. Because they know if I can make enough of a ruckus. Enough of a scene. Enough of a scene. Maybe my mom will give in. I can get your attention. I can get your attention and maybe my mom or dad will give in. Yeah. If if I am loud enough, Mm -hmm. if I kick and scream long enough, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll get what I want. Mm -hmm. And that's just what the devil does. Yeah. He makes a scene. Yep. He's loud. Mm -hmm. But he is all bark. Yeah. And no bite unless you let him. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And he'll bite. 
if you, you let, let him. him. Yes, he will. Mm-hmm. So don't let him. Cast out that devil. Show him who's boss. Jesus is on the throne. There's no name that's higher. No name yeah. that's greater. Yeah. No power that is higher than the power of our God. Mm-hmm. So tell him who's boss. Mm-hmm. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I command yeah. you to go. <clears throat> Amen. Hallelujah. We love you guys so much. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but it's going to be good. Well, comment. Put something down. You can give us some ideas. You could. Mm-hmm. We might not listen. Uh-uh. We'll follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, but you can give us questions and ideas, mm-hmm. and we'd be happy, yes. actually, to talk to you. Um, follow us on at WordOTW, on Instagram, on TikTok, uh, YouTube.com slash at WordOTW, because I think they have handles now. Um, you, if this ministry has blessed you in any way, shape or form, help us to reach the lost. We would love to fund, uh, outreaches. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash word OTW. And you could donate there. It's not tax deductible because we're not a nonprofit yet, but we are. We have an outreach coming up in in August, August 19th. Yes. So we have an, uh, an outreach coming up. We'd love you to be a part of it. So yeah. into the ministry. And we love you so much. Do you want to pray? Yes. Go ahead. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, that we don't just have to walk around clueless. You've given mm-hmm. us your word to enlighten us, to teach us, to show us, to guide us. And Lord, I pray that, God, that every time that... that God, all your word that you spoke today, that God, that it would take root into the hearts of those who are listening, who are going to listen, my God, and that it would become alive and active in their hearts, that God, that they would learn from your word, that God, they would learn from the actions of Jesus, that they would learn, my God, the power and the authority that you have given them, the same power that raised Jesus from the grave is the same power that's alive and working inside of them, God, so that they can see lives transformed and changed all around them, my God, so that Mm -hmm. they can be your hands and feet in the communities they live at, my God, in the families that they're in, Father God, so that they can lay hands on the sick, my God. They can command sicknesses to go, demons to go. Father God, I rebuke all fear. I rebuke all laziness. Father, I pray that, God, that your people will rise up. I pray that your people would go forth with boldness and courage, declaring the word of God, speaking to mountains and telling it to go. Father, I thank you, God, that you share this with us. I thank you, Father God, that you've empowered us. I thank you, Father God, that we're not hopeless. We're not helpless, God. But God, there is a Mm. power inside of us, my God, that makes our bodies work right, that makes our minds work right so that we can live a fulfilled life. We can live an abundant life with you. I thank you that, God, the enemy is under our feet. I thank you that the battle has already been won. I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for all of this, Lord God, and I thank you, God, that you're going to make this known to your people, that their eyes will open, their hearts will hear and receive your word, and their faith is growing, God. I thank you for it, God. You are awesome. You are beautiful. You are mighty. We give you this day. Use us as you wish, God. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. You have a great one. Bye.